get started. All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday my Monday <laughs> live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If you are listening to this or you're watching this and you're like, who's this lady? Why is she on the internet? Why should I listen to her? I am Natalie Pierre-Lewis. I, no, shoot, I'm blocking this camera. Uh, I am the host of the show and the owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. What that means is I help people like yourself get your business paperwork together. So things like making sure you have articles of incorporation with the state, making sure that you have EIN numbers and DUNS numbers, uh, making sure that you have contracts for clients and partners so you don't get left holding the bag. Also, uh, making sure that uh, you know, helping you to teach you branding strategies so that uh, people don't steal your business ideas and hiring and training strategies so that you don't get sued for discrimination. These are just some of the things that uh, I help with. Um, if you're wondering why I'm qualified to help you with these things, I'm very happy that you asked. I am a licensed attorney, have been one for 15 years and counting. I've started multiple businesses for myself and others, both online and offline. I've had many careers in the realms of entrepreneurship, the law, education, hospitality, and administrative support, and most important, I'm very passionate about making business and, ooh, okay, hold on. Gosh, I do this every week on my Facebook and YouTube live stream. I always forget to turn off, to turn on the mic. I'm so sorry. Um, yes. So, um, yeah. Where was I? Okay. Yes. Why do this, right? So, okay. So if you are in the startup phase of your business and you are looking for some legal guidance on how to get those steps accomplished, I'm your girl. Okay. I want you to go to Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm and book yourself a free 15 minute consultation. If you are a first time client. All right. Um, at Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, you can also uh, download my free biz launch cheat sheet that will help you choose and start your dream business in seven days or less. Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm is also, um, where you can get my digital products. Uh, so like I have a lot of video trainings and eBooks to teach you the concepts that I teach. Like this month we're focusing on business entities. So I've got the business entities video training bundle that you can access at Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. All right. And then um, at Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, you can also subscribe to my different uh, social media platforms, depending on which one you prefer. Hello, King David um, IG. Um, and you can also get uh, uh, NPL Legal Dish merch. I don't have them on me now, but uh, we do have t-shirts and mugs. So if you're a fan of the show and you want to support that way, you know, go order. We have them there. The shirts come in uh, three colors. But this shirt in particular, this shirt was given to me by my good friend, Miss Whitney. She, she pops into the show, you know, every now and then. Um, and it says dog mom, y'all know I love my Toby. So I love this shirt. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, um, 
getting back to the subject at hand, right? So I, I want you guys. Oh, awesome. Great. I'm waiting for that one-on-one. I want, I want to get you, I want to get you prepared for these, these business streets, King David. All right. So all of those things, anything having to do with NPL consulting, you can find at Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. So I encourage you to head over there and, um, you know, and check things out. All right. Uh, but now let's get to the reason why you guys are here tonight, why you're here watching me, uh, uh, just in case you might be new. Um, NPL Legal Dish, this is how the show works. I pull stories from the news, uh, stories from blog sites, stories, ideas that I get from you guys in my DMs, and I pull the ones that have lessons that we can learn as business owners, and we talk about them, okay? So this is a time for you to ask questions. It's a time for you to give your comments as long as they're respectful. Um, yeah, uh, and, uh, yeah, and just have some fun, okay? Um, I will be starting off with our NPL Nuggets segment, uh, but I want you guys to, you know, be relaxed, uh, join in the conversation. Thank you, Celeste, for putting the link, um, in the, in the, in the chat box. You're so sweet, okay? All right, but, uh, we are gonna get started now, okay? All right, so uh, our NPL nugget of the evening, like I said a little bit earlier, this month we are focusing on business entities, okay? So far we have covered, you know, what a business entity is. We've talked about limited and unlimited liability business entities. We uh, went through the two unlimited liability uh, business entities last week, uh, sole proprietorships and partnerships. This week we're doing um, LLCs. Okay. So an LLC uh, or a limited liability company, this is a hybrid of, you know, either a sole proprietorship or a partnership and a corporation. It gives you a lot of corporate protections without a lot of the corporate requirements. Okay. Um, and it's a, it's a business structure that is best, you know, if you're starting a business with between one and three people. If you're starting to get more than three people, you're probably going to want to go into the corporation realm. All right. But the LLC, it does, um, you know, as long as you set it up properly, it does give you, um, a way to protect your personal assets from your business assets, but it doesn't require you to have, you know, all of these submissions to the government, um, that a corporation does. And that's why a lot of people like LLCs. Okay. Um, and LLCs, they can vary in cost depending on where you live. It can be as cheap as $90 or a hundred dollars. I believe in Delaware, um, you can set up an LLC, uh, but you know, in other places like in Boston, it's $500 to set up an LLC. So you need to check out, check on your state government's website, how much it costs to, uh, incorporate an LLC in your state. Okay. Yes, Celeste, it is $500 in Massachusetts. I'm sorry, girl. Um, all right. But, uh, if you want the full scoop on business entities, make sure that you pick up the, vi the business entities video training bundle. It has a 30 minute video where I go through the six different types of business entities, their advantages, their disadvantages, um, as well as the, the accompanying ebook. Um, and you know, I give you tips on, on how to file. All right. So, uh, you can get that at Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. Okay. Now let's get to our stories. Okay. We have a music heavy, uh, roster tonight, but it's, but, uh, it's going to be, it, it, it's, it's about different things all over the place. Okay. 
if you have heard of the artist, although he hasn't put on a song in a while, if you have heard of the music artist Akon, please give me an A in the comments. Uh, if you are listening on Clubhouse, uh, just, you know, tap your mic or something, or, no, raise your hand so I can see. If you um, are a fan, hey, 76 Grim K, hey, that Brandon guy, hey, um, thank you for the A, King David. If you have heard of Akon, if you're a fan of Akon, give me an A. Thank you, Celeste, for the A. Thank you for the A's, guys, right? Okay, so um, I remember when Akon first came out and, um, you know, we were, uh, you know, we didn't really know who he was as an artist, and they said that, um, hi, Andre, and they, they were saying that, you know, Akon was short for a convict. <laughs> uh, apparently he had done some time in prison, uh, you know, and took that as a stage name, right? Uh, but it may not just be a stage name, uh, he may actually be some type of criminal because Akon is being sued for breach of contracts. <laughs> King David, you laughing. I'm serious. Um, yes, Akon is, is, uh, being sued for breach of contract by his former business partner. Yes, locked up by his former business partner. It's either Devin or Divine Stevens. It's a man. So I'm thinking, or he's a man. So I'm, I'm assuming it's pronounced Devin, but it, the way it's spelled looks like it's pronounced divine. Um, but we'll just say Devin. Uh, Akon has, um, a former King David said, I thought he was given Africa life. Apparently he can't cause he's, he owes somebody $4 million. Maybe he put that in, in the city. Uh, so Devin Stevens is suing Akon for $4 million. He is saying that he is owed about $750,000. Thank you, the haunter. <laughs> he's saying that he's owed $750,000 from a settlement they had in 2018 Plus, he is owed $3 million in royalties, okay? Um, apparently, they, uh, Akon and Devin had an agreement um, where he would be paid $4 million over the course of four years. Brandon got Akon coin as crap. I didn't even know Akon had a coin. Um, thank you for letting me know. I wasn't going to invest in it, but uh, uh, good for him, I guess. Um, yeah, so they had an agreement where he would be paid $4 million over the course of four years, right? And uh, part of the uh, part of the agreement was that he would get this amount as long as Akon was signed to a major label. At the time, Akon was um, signed to Atlantic Records. Okay, um, so they, uh, you know, Akon's doing his thing, making money, making songs. I don't know, going to Africa, putting in lights or whatever. Um, and he, at some point in his career, changed record labels. He went from Atlantic Records to BMG Records. So Akon is saying that because he switched record labels, hi Mel, um, he switched record labels, he, he went from Atlantic to BMG, he's saying that he is no longer on a major label and should not have to uh, and does not have to pay out the remainder of, you know, the amount he contracted with, uh, Devin. Um, so, and Devin, Devin and his attorneys, they're saying, Akon, what are you talking about? 
BMG is a major label, right? So for all of you guys, you know, I mean, we, we all know that there, there are only a few um, music labels out there. Would you consider BMG to be a major music label? Um, if you want to comment on Clubhouse, just raise your hand or, you know, you can just write your comments in the box on Instagram or Facebook or YouTube and I'll get them here. Do you consider BMG Music to be a major label? Um, also, while you guys give me your comments, um, apparently Akon and this guy, Devin, they have been having back and forth. Apparently, um, Devin has had to fight for every cent that Akon has owed him. So he is just like at his wit's end at this point. That Brandon guy said, yes, he considers BMG to be a major music label. Does anybody else agree with Brandon? I've, I've heard of BMG. I hear it all the time. So I don't know why Akon, um, it's me, Celeste says, I guess it would depend on what major means. It, uh, it'd be sub subjective. 76 Grimkay said, yes, she thinks it's major. But B, the thing is, all of the, the, the major record labels, they, they're consolidating. Most, um, most of them have consolidated. I, I, I know B, you don't know about that label. Okay. King David has heard of them. Okay. So a, a lot of us have heard of them. At least half of you up here have heard uh, of BMG music. And Akon is saying, basically, I went from a major label Atlantic to a not major label BMG. So Devin, I don't owe you any more money. And Devin is like, what are you talking about? BMG is a major label. So do you think that Akon is just trying to get out of paying this 20% or is he, or, or, you know, did a clause in his contract work in his favor, right? It, um, and that would depend on whether you consider BMG a, um, a major label or not. And an, an, another thing that Devin is suing for, he's saying that Akon purposely damaged his relationship with Atlantic Records so he could switch labels and try and get out of paying Devin his, uh, his portion. Okay. Um, that Brandon guy said, yes, he's trying to breach. I think so too. I mean, BMG, they may not be as big as Atlantic, but uh, you know, a, a, again, over half of us have heard of it. So I would think that, you know, we, we are a pretty good, you know, smattering of, of the population. Uh, Kels Butter said he's trying to get out. King David said it makes sense. Yeah. I, and you got a name called Akon that stands for Akonvig. No, guilty. All right. Run the man his money. So, um, we will have to wait and see what happens. Um, hold on. 76 Grimgate just looked it up and, and apparently BMG is an international music label. Okay. Yes. Kels Butter said a contract is a contract. That's right. A contract is a contract. That's why you have to write it down. Right. Um, so, and, and the thing with contracts is you need to be able to understand what the clauses mean so you know what's expected and even sometimes how you can make it work in your favor. So Akon is really trying to twist this clause of a major label, right? So um, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see what happens between Akon and Devin, but I feel like it's, I feel like Akon is going to hold on to that money for as long as he can. All right. Okay. Um, I'm moving on to our next story. 
of the evening. If you just came in, you are watching NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. I am a business attorney who loves helping startups get their paperwork together. So hit me up at linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. Okay. Kels Butter said, yep, he needs to pay the man. I think so too. All right. Next story. Uh, if we have any Jay-Z fans, uh, give me a diamond emoji, you know, like the rock. If we have any Jay-Z fans, give me a diamond emoji like the rock. Um, this is actually an update to a story that I covered, uh, sometime last year. Uh, so as we know, you know, Jay-Z has had a very long history in the rap game, um, and one of his his breakout album, Thank You for the Diamonds, was Reasonable Doubt, right? There was a photographer who shot that the, the, the cover photo for Reasonable Doubt. His name was John was Jonathan Mannion, right? Um not a fan, but his he has good music. Yeah, he does. Um Jonathan Mannion, he, he took that, you know, the, the Reasonable Doubt cover photo. And he's actually he has a big reputation in the community as a rap photographer. He has photographed uh, most of the top, you know, uh, uh, rap artists in the business. So, you know, he's a photographer. So when he was doing the photo shoot with Jay-Z, you know, he's got all these shots. Um, 20, 20 years after, you know, these photos have been taken, uh, John is selling images, um, of, of Jay-Z on his website. And Jay-Z had asked him, to send him a cease and desist and was saying that he was, you know, trying to profit off of his image without, um, without his consent. And Jonathan was like, but I took the photos. I was a photographer. These are my pictures, right? So they have been, they tried to settle the, um, the, uh, they tried to settle out of court, but apparently that isn't working. Um, so they are heading to court. Jay-Z and the photographer, yes, Celeste, the photographer for the Reasonable Doubt cover, they are going to court over this, these photos that Jonathan is selling. So I wanted to talk to you guys. Who do you think has, um, who do you think has, uh, the, the authority? Who do you think has the copyrights in those photos that were taken of Jay-Z? Okay. They were, uh, Jay-Z hired the photographer and the photographer took the photos. I'm assuming there was an agreement, but who do you think retains the copyrights to photos when you take a photo shoot? If you have ever, um, contracted a photographer, right? If they are a reputable photographer, they're going to have a contract for you to sign. And most times there's going to be a clause in there stating that your pictures are the intellectual property of that photographer, meaning they can use those pictures however they want, right? Um, right. So a friend of mine, when she got married, uh, the photographer, you know, took beautiful photos. And one day my friend was like looking through a circular and she saw her wedding picture in an advertisement. And she was like, how can the photographer do this? I said, because they retain the rights. It's probably in your contract. And she read it and she saw it. Okay. Um, hold on a second. Let me read these comments. Cause y'all are, y'all are into this story. 
Uh, April said the photographer, creative ownership. Celeste said, damn, I feel like photography, the photographer does. I had a book cover created and in the contract, it said she can use it, right? Exactly. Kells Butter said photographer, unless there was some type of agreement, who would be the owner? Celeste said, yep, I read it and I was shocked. King David said the cameraman because they created it. Yes, y'all, yes, yes, yes. I'm so proud of y'all. Y'all got it, okay? But yes, in most cases, the photographer retains the rights to the photos that are taken. Now, we at the time when Jay-Z did this photo shoot, I don't, Jay-Z wasn't who Jay-Z is today, right? Um, so, and while I am sure there was a contract there, I don't know if Jay-Z maybe had the forethought to, uh, retain the copyrights to any and all of the photos that John took. I'm sure Jonathan just didn't take one photo. Usually when you have a photographer come, they take multiple shots, right? So they're going to court. Um, and, and mind you, when, when Jay-Z asked him to stop, Jonathan said, look, if you want me to stop selling these photos, pay me some, so, so many million, million dollars. He wanted millions of dollars, which I don't blame him because he know Jay-Z got it. But now they're going to court. So I want to know from you guys, who do you think is going to win this? Is Jonathan going to be able to continue selling these photos of Jay-Z he took for the reasonable doubt photo? Or is Jay-Z going to be able to get him to stop based on his right of publicity, right? What do you think? And uh, um, who do you think is more likely to win? And what do you think the contract says, right? Again, for me, what I think, I think that back then we didn't know, maybe Jay-Z didn't even know, you know, how things were going to turn out. And I, I don't know if he necessarily had the forethought to, to retain the copyrights for all of those images. So in my head, if they're going to court, I'm thinking that the, the photographer has a pretty good chance of winning. Um, 76 Grimke said they will come to an agreement. Well, they've been trying, they've been negotiating and they can't come to they can't come to a resolution. That's why they're going to court. Uh, that Brandon guy said Jay-Z will bully him. King David said Jay-Z money can buy a super lawyer, so I don't know. Kells Butter said hopefully Jonathan wins, but the, the, the kind of money Jay-Z has, he might win. Okay. Yeah, you can have an attorney, but at the end of the day, their argument has to be based on the law, Right. Um, or, you know, making it make sense. If they have a contract that is stored somewhere that, and it says that this photographer can use the, retains the rights to the photos, if it's written on paper, that's kind of, you know, set in stone. Now, if there is no contract, that's a different story. There's, you know, there, there's more ways to go back and forth. But if they, if that, if there was a contract back then, 20 years ago, which I'm sure there was, um, you know, uh, I think that Jay-Z has a good, uh, or the, the, I'm sorry, the photographer has a good chance of winning. All right. And, th- and that's the importance of copyrights, right? So, c- because if he didn't have the copyrights, like without copyright law, this guy would have no chance intellectual property is a way for the little guy to be able to stand up to the big guy as long as you get it done right. All right. Okay. So, um, that was a good one. Okay. Uh, 
All right. Uh, we are moving on to our next story of the evening. Um, my gamer, hold on a second. I've got a, a comment here. April Allen said, I wonder how he was using his image. Seems like a petty suit to me. He was just selling like prints and t-shirts and things. Just like, just merch, just merch. You know, how everybody's selling merch. He was selling merch. That's what he was doing. Um, okay. Uh, and, and think about this. This is why Beyonce travels with her own photographer. Beyonce does not want anybody to be, just anybody to be able to take pictures of her. She wants, that's the pictures that you see out in the public, you know, unless, you know, the one or two spies come in, they, um, you know, those are the pictures that Beyonce pays a photographer to take for her. And I am sure that the contract says that Beyonce retains all of the intellectual property regarding, um, re regarding those photos. Okay. Uh, April said, wow. Kels Butter said, it ain't like Jay-Z is pleasant to the eye. Maybe not, but Jay-Z is, you know, his name and, and his money rings bells. You know, so uh, it, it, selling it, he and he is considered one of the greatest rappers, right? So, hey, photos of him, photos of Biggie go for like hundreds, thousands of dollars. All right? And we are all beautiful in God's eyes, okay? All right. Moving on to the next story. Um, my gamers, please give me a video, uh, uh, the video controller emoji, all right? Give me a video controller emoji. Um... And uh, even if you're not a gamer, if you have heard of the game Team Fight Tactics, please give me uh, a T. No, give me a star in the comments. If you have heard of the game Team Fight Tactics, that was uh, that is produced by Riot Games, um, give me a star. Your kids are. Ask them if they know um, Team Fight Tactics. Okay, you don't know it. All right. Well, um, it, it's like I said, it's a game that was produced by Riot Games, and we actually had a story kind of like this last week. Um, uh, Riot Games is suing a Vietnamese a Vietnamese company called Imba Network uh, for copyright infringement. They uh, Riot Games is saying that uh, Imba Networks copied uh, team fight tactics. They've copied names, designs, backstories, etc. Imba Network has their own game called I Am Hero AFK Tactical Team Fight. All right, so we've got Team Fight Tactics and Tactical Team Fight. Uh, and they, in specifically, what Riot Games is complaining about is um, that their characters have similar names and backstories. So in Riot Games, there is a character named Timo, right? And he has a whole backstory, and his nickname is Swift Scout. In the Vietnamese, um, in the Vietnamese game tactical team fight, their main character's name is To Me instead of Timo, and his nickname is Hasty Scout. And I even put a picture of the two characters in my story, um, so you guys can see what they look like. That Brandon guy asks, "Is it open source?" I don't know what that means, so I don't. So yeah, I can't answer that. I'm sorry, I don't speak video games. <laughs> Okay, um, but Riot Games is suing Imba Games for copyright infringement, right? Now, um, with the, the, the story last week, 
I couldn't necessarily see the similarities because I hadn't seen both of the games. But when I look at both of these characters from these two different games, I can't help to see but to see the similarities, right? So I want to know from you guys, do you think that Riot Games is, um, are they just, are, are they zealously pursuing their, their copyrights or are they doing too much in this case? Did Imba Network copy their game or is it just a coincidence okay kels butter said it's too close for comfort with the names and the characters and that's what gets me right the names and the, like how you have timo and then tomi and both of their nicknames mean fast scout something in the milk ain't clean okay so i think that riot games is totally well within their rights to um to question the uh you know this game and 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 say that there has been some type of copyright infringement uh that brandon guy said that the code is free to use like there are multiple flappy birds in the ios store i have no idea that brandon guy uh king david said the nickname got me right hasty scout and and swift scout uh then we got uh kale's butter said yes they copied uh, 76 Grimcase said, sounds like they are being copycats. I agree with y'all. Look, you know, we all know that we, uh, whenever there's something we want, we go for the Asian knockoff, right? And, uh, and I, look, I'm not trying to be offensive to anybody, but that is just what happens. Um, so I guess the, uh, the Vietnamese company, they were like, you know, we're going to make us a little cute little knockoff of this and Riot Games is not having it. They said that's our copyright. Okay. So this is why it's important to have your intellectual property in place. And Riot Games, they want $150,000 for every um, every point of infringement, okay? They um, Meaning, you know, for every character, for every backstory, for the locations. What y'all saying in here? Okay. Okay. Uh, yes. Uh, so, and even the fans of, um, Team Fight Tactics who played the game, Tactical Team Fight, they, they talked about how similar the games were, okay? Um, that Brandon guy said copying is just a means of flattery. Copying is a means, it may be a means of flattery, but it can also get you into a lawsuit, okay? So, tell your friends out here who are making, you know, their, their Chanel t-shirts and things like that to stop. <laughs> All right. Before we move on to our next stories, I want to remind you guys that you are watching NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If you are in the startup phase of your business and you are looking for some guidance, you're like, you know, how do I get my articles? How do I get, you know, some, where can I get some contracts done? How do I trademark? I'm your girl. Come talk to me. Come and talk to me. Eh. I really want to help you. <laughs> but yeah, come talk to me. Go to linktree forward slash MPL consulting firm and book yourself a free 15 minute consultation. Okay. All right. Uh, <clears throat> moving on to our next story of the evening. Has anybody here ever, anybody watching has, have any of you been to, um, to what's that called uh australia why are you laughing at me uh 76 grunke <laughs> 
Have any has anybody ever been to Australia? If you have, give me a kangaroo emoji. I kind of want to go to Australia one day. I kind of do. But I just don't want to have to do that flight cuz when I went to Thailand that was 22 hours, so I feel like Australia might be a cool 27. <laughs> All right, nobody's been to Australia. Okay, that's cool. Um, you want to visit too? Even, uh, oh, my theme song. <laughs> okay. Even if you haven't been to Australia, I'm sure that you know that Australia has a group of indigenous people. Do you know what that group is called? The group of indigenous people from Australia. Um Celeste said, for real, the flight to Japan was crazy. Oh, my God. Craziness. King David said, can't do long flights. Too tall. <laughs> 76 Green Grace said, no Australia. Okay. Y'all, the long flights. You need to get some compression socks and get some, like, type of sleeping pill or something. Um, okay. But uh, we'll talk about Australia later. Does anybody know? No, not Australians. We're talking about the name... Almost, you got your one letter off, it's me, Celeste, but I'm going to give it to you. The indigenous people of Australia are called Aborigines. Just like here, our Native Americans, they're indigenous. You know, you have the Sioux, you have the Lakota, you have the Choctaw. In Australia, they are called Aborigines, okay? Um, I think you have Maoris, too. Um, but yes, Aborigines, Okay. Um, and the Aborigines, um, they don't necessarily have, are not a recognized nation, but they are a recognized group, right? And a while ago, um, an artist, uh, created a flag for, to, to represent the, uh, Aborigines. And the flag, it's, um, a red block and a black block with, like, a gold middle, I have it in my stories, you can see, right, so this was designed by an artist, um, and the artist, you know, and it was used by, by certain groups to, you know, show aboriginal pride, but, um, the artist at a certain point, um, he sold the rights to this image, this flag that he had created, and he sold it to a specific company, and this company, because they owned the copyright to the Aboriginal flag, they began, you know, exercising their rights against anybody who tried to use the flag, even if they were Aborigine, okay? So, this was causing a lot of, hey Nessie time, this was causing a lot of uh, animosity and angst within the Aboriginal community because they're like, you know, you don't even, this company, they're not even... Uh, they're not even Aborigines, uh, and, you know, they're using this flag. So, the Australian government actually stepped in, and they purchased the rights to the Aboriginal flag from the company. The Australian government paid $20 million to this company to purchase the, the copyrights outright from uh, the company. So now the flag belongs to the, the Australian government, which means that anybody 
in Australia can use the Australian flag, okay? This is how serious copyrights are. The government of Australia had to pay a company $20 million because they had the rights to the flag, okay? We, it's, I can't stress how important intellectual property is because it can literally change your fortune, okay? Um, so now the, the, the flag, you know, it is open source, so anybody who wants to use it in Australia can use it without having to worry about there being like a, a cease and desist sent their way. And that company was whacked too for, um, for, for not letting people use it. That's just like ridiculous. Um, okay. All right. Um, I'm going to pause right here. Do we have any questions about the stories that we've had so far? I realize I may have been moving a little bit fast. Um, if we have any questions, please put them in the box. If you have a question on Clubhouse, please raise your hand, um, and I will gladly answer it. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, all right. Oh, Kelsweather said, wow. 76 Congress said, real whack. That Brandon guy said, right. Yeah, like, you, they probably weren't even aborigines. They were probably displaced British who were descent, I don't know, descendants of criminals. Anyway, not, I don't have nothing wrong against Australians. You know, hey, I want to come one day. Please let me have a kangaroo baby to take home. <laughs> all right okay so if we don't have any questions let's move on to our next story um has anybody here ever heard of the artist bob dylan i'm going to confess to you guys i cannot name one bob dylan song but i know that bob dylan within um you know the Amer american music history he's very important okay um bob dylan last year sold the publishing rights to his uh, music for $300 million. Okay, y'all know who he is? Okay, great. Um, last year, he sold the publishing rights to his music for $300 million, right? Um, but understand that within music and within a lot of these arts, with, when you're in copyrights, there are different types of copyrights, right? So... While Bob Dylan sold his publishing rights, he didn't sell the rights to his masters until just recently. Bob Dylan has just sold his masters to another company. They haven't released how much money he's getting for that. But if he got $300 million for the publishing rights, how much do you think Bob Dylan might have got for the masters? to his long and storied music career. They said it's, you know, in the, um, they said the amount is probably in the low to mid nine figures. So they're saying anywhere between probably one and six, six hundred million dollars. No, not a billion. They're, they're estimating it's, it's in the, about nine figures. So probably somewhere in the, 100 to, to 600 million dollar range but because he got 300 for the publishing i'm gonna push it more towards the towards the the end of the scale and say maybe around 500 million oh y'all are giving bob dylan a lot no i i think he may have at at 
best, maybe he got half a billy. He might have, maybe 600 million. He might have, I, I feel like he got half a billy for the Masters, okay? But think about that. Bob Dylan basically has been able to come up almost a billion dollars off of not the, you know, not performance, not record sales, not none of that, but the copyrights, the rights to the music. Like uh, King David, you need to, 76 group K. <laughs> King David, you especially, my musically inclined friend, when you're out here making these deals, you better be, you better have the copyrights, the publishing rights, the masters, all of that, okay? Um, but yeah, having all of the rights to your music can be very, very lucrative. A lot of your favorite artists are selling their catalogs um, because it's a quick payday. Um, Hold on. Brad Brennan guy said, so $20 is some Chick-fil-A coupons. <laughs> you guys are funny. But yeah, but um, I'm, is Bob Dylan single? <laughs> good job, King David. But good, and you know, and good luck, good job to Bob Dylan. He retained the rights to his music and now, you know, he can, he can re- retire in peace. Okay. All right. Next story, ladies and gentlemen who, you know, uh, have high maintenance ladies or, or, or gentlemen friends, is anybody here into Birkins? Whether you own one or not, do you like Birkin bags? Like we've, we've heard them talked about all over social media. Do you like Birkin bags? Like if you saw a Birkin bag that was in your price range, would you purchase it or would you purchase it for, you know, that special someone in your life if they were into Birkin bags? Okay. Birkin bags. You like Birkin bags, Kels? Okay. It's me, Celeste says, absolutely not. <laughs> okay. Well, whether you like Birkin bags or not, they are very expensive. Uh, so Mrs. Grimke said, nah, never. Um, they are made by Hermes, which is, you know, a long-time standing luxury brand. Brandon Guy said no. Uh, and, you know, and they actually are investments. Um, Birkin bags can run anywhere from five to six figures. Uh, and, and you know, depending on how exclusive they are, they can increase in value, right? Um, in comes the metaverse. Uh, so now because we have, uh, you know, the metaverse and all of these virtual things happening, people are trying to take advantage, including a gentleman by the name of Mason Rothschild. Mason Rothschild has, uh, been, has been making, um, what he's calling, yes, Les, he's been making what he's calling meta Birkins. So they are images of Birkins as he sees them that are furry, that are furry. Who is texting me? Come on. Oh, God. Oh, God. Hold on, y'all. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Sorry. Woo. Okay. Where was I? Oh, yes. Um, that last name, Scary. Rothschild, <laughs> high C4C global. Um, yes, Meta Birkins. Okay. So they are bags that he, that 
he has drawn or designed or whatever. And, um, and, and they're furry and he's selling the images in the metaverse. He's selling these, he's selling these virtual Birkins and, um, Hermes is upset. They have hit him with cease and desists. They are saying that, you know, they do not, they do not, um, uh, they do not condone him selling these virtual Birkin bags, you know, in the metaverse. And Mason Rothschild, his, um, his argument, he's like, he's doing the same thing Andy Warhol did, like when he made that painting of the Campbell's soup can. Um, so, uh, so Mason, he's trying to, you know, hold on to his guns and Hermes is like, we don't want you selling, you know, these pictures of the furry Birkins. Birkins are our realm, right? And I'm sure, uh, Birkin, what, well, I don't know if this gentleman is related to that Rothschild family, King David, okay? Um, so Mason is now trying to, to stick to his guns, but Hermes is really, um, upset. They, they don't want the name of, they don't want Hermes to be diluted. It's such, you know, a high end name and they, they don't want anybody else making money off of their name. So they are trying to go after Mason Rothschild for, uh, for trademark infringement because he is using the term Birkin. So, um, and also for design infringement or copyright infringement. So I want to know from you guys. Now, Hermes, they make real bags. They make bags and scarves and things like that. But as far as I know, Hermes isn't in the metaverse yet, right? So I don't know if Hermes has any trademarks filed within the metaverse. But let's say they do not, right? I don't know if that's that Rothschild. He may, it may just be a coincidence, but let's say Hermes has, does not have, you know, any trademarks filed for the metaverse. What are, what Mason's chance of winning this lawsuit? And do not say because of his name. We're not, we're just going to, okay, his name is not Mason Rothschild. His name is Mason Jones. How, what chance do you think Mason Jones has against um, winning uh, against Hermes for these virtual photos of purses. Um, it's, Celeste says, wow, this is so freaking interesting. I'm torn. I'm thinking the Meta Birkin will win. That Brandon guy is laughing. Um, okay. Like for me, the issue is Hermes, you need real estate in the metaverse. Yeah. Unless you have tried to file. Now they do have a big name. So there is the argument that, you know, the name is worldwide recognizable, whether in the real world or the virtual world. Um, but if they don't have any trademarks filed, Mason, he may have some, some, you know, some arguments here. Um, Jarek, can you really file? People are filing trademarks in, in the metaverse, Jarek. Nike has just contracted. They're building a whole Nike land metaverse store where you'll, you'll be able to try on shoes virtually. Um, yeah, the, the, it's about to be, um, what's that game? It's about to be the Sims, but in real life. Um, okay. All right. Uh, but yeah, so what, what do you, what do you, uh, 76 Grimka said Jones will lose. Kells Butter said he's winning if he's got the copyright. Um, Celeste said, I think he'll win because it's virtual. 
Okay. Well, we'll have to, um, we'll have to wait and see what happens because, you know, we don't have a verdict yet, but I'm interested to see who will win. Yes, The Sims. I'm interested to see who will win in this, um, in this case, because this could be a, a pivoting case for intellectual property in the metaverse. We are getting old, okay? Um, okay. Uh, all right. Before we move on, I want to, just in case somebody popped in, I want to remind you guys, you're watching NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. Uh, if you I want to catch up on past episodes of the show. Make sure that you are subscribed to my YouTube channel. Go to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm and you will find the link there. Okay. Um, that Brandon guy said, I'm sure the trademark doesn't include virtual products, but the name would, would be an issue. Well, um, after the show, I'm going to do a little researching in the test trademark search tool. Um, to see what I can find. Guys, if you ever want to see if something is trademarked, you can go to the USPTO website and they have a whole tool where you can look up trademarks. Okay. All right. Moving on to our next stories. What time is it? Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, any Tesla fans here? If you have ever test driven, touched, breathed on, been near, been around a Tesla, give me a car emoji. Okay. Um, uh, now we all know that Tesla, they make a fully electric vehicles. Um, a while ago, I told you that Tesla, they filed some trademarks for, uh, restaurants. Um, you looked at it, Celeste. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, they, they filed trademarks for some restaurants. Uh, apparently they were, uh, Nicola. <laughs> um, uh, and apparently they're not stopping there. Tesla has filed trademarks for audio equipment, okay? They file trademarks for microphones, headphones, earphones, speakers, anything having to do with audio stuff. The thing is, Tesla tends to, they, they, they are known for um, filing trademarks and not following through on them, right? I've only seen one on the street. I've ridden one. I had, I had a Tesla as an Uber one time. You visited the store in D.C. Chinatown? They had store in D.C. Okay. Um... But yeah, so Tesla has um, has is known for filing trademarks, but not necessarily doing something with all of them, right? Um, so they don't know necessarily if Tesla might be coming out with actual, you know, a whole sound system, kind of like a rival to Apple, or maybe they're just building a Tesla-specific radio for, or speaker for the Tesla models. But Tesla is not out here playing any games, okay? Um, so don't be surprised if, you know, you go into, well, not go into, because nobody really shops anymore. <laughs> but don't be surprised if you're on, on Amazon or whatever, or, and you, and you see Tesla headphones or whatever, because apparently they're getting into the audio game, which makes sense because people, they like sound systems for their car. So it makes sense that Tesla would want to branch out into there. I didn't understand why they were getting into the restaurant business. Um, okay. Ninth and H street girl. I, I can't even tell you the last time I was in the city now that I don't have to leave the house. Cause I like, <laughs> all right okay but yeah so tesla might be coming out with audio equipment soon uh, this next one is pretty quick too but it is the um it is the inspiration for the title today no ak-47s for pikachu 
if you are a Pokemon fan, um, if you're a Pokemon fan, just give me some type of animal emoji. If you're a Pokemon fan, please just just give me some type of animal emoji, okay? Um, all right. Now, uh, wasn't there a game? There was like a VR game where you you were like catching Pokemon, like with your phone. It was a game. Thank you. Thank you for the emojis. It was like, it was like a game and it, I don't know, augmented reality and you could like catch Pokemon and then people were like getting beat up because <laughs> people were setting them up. Um, Celeste says my son loves it. He uses that game now. Yes. Pokemon Go, right? So Pokemon has been a phenomenon for a long time. There are Pokemon tournaments, um, people are obsessed with them, right? Um, and yeah, in real time, and people were hurting. Yes, people were hurting themselves. Um, but yet, yeah, Pokemon is very popular. So much so that sometimes, you know, fans they take uh, <laughs> yeah, people suck. Sometimes fans take it a little bit too far um, with their, you know, love for Pokemon and trying to. Uh, personalize it, okay? 76 Grimka said, is this the game people were running around the city? Yes! 76 Grimka, exactly. Alright? Well, uh, um, a, a Pokemon fan who, you know, loved Pokemon but also loved, you know, violent games, decided to design his own Pokemon game that was a Pokemon first-person shooter game. So, uh, you know, uh, the, the Pokemons were out here, you know, busting caps in one another. Pew, 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 right? Only problem is this person did not work. Hey, good hair, good body. Did not work for uh, the company that owns Pokemon, Nintendo, okay? Now, when we think of Nintendo, do we think, you know, shoot 'em up gun games? Do you think of that when you think of Nintendo? Let me know in the comments. Because when I think of Nintendo, I think Super Mario Brothers. I think, you know, Super Smash Brothers. I think um, fun games, you know. Maybe like a little bit of bumping here and there, but nothing where, you know, you're blowing people's heads off, right? Where y'all at? What's going on? Hey. Okay. No. Thank you, Nessie Time. Right? So, um, th so this, this uh, violent Pokemon game, uh, th the... What do you call that person? The the designer, the programmer, the creator starts dropping Goldeneye. What's Goldeneye? Starts dropping trailers for this game. And Nintendo finds out, right? Fun party group kids. Right. Uh, and Nintendo finds out. And Nintendo not only not Mario. Yes. Not only did Nintendo um, you know, they didn't even go after him for design, not just designing the game, but they went to every platform where there was a trailer and they used their copyrights to get those trailers taken down. Nintendo has a brand. Look at the names that we associate with uh, Nintendo. Fun, party, group, kids. Nintendo does not want to be known as a game with AK-47s and Uzis and shooting each other up. If you and, and you know, and they and e especially if you are designing it off book, 
Absolutely not. That's like a knockoff, which Nintendo doesn't want. So Nintendo has used their intellectual property to scrub any evidence of this violent Pokemon game off of the internet, right? Um, and, and that, again, that is the power of, of social, oh, no, not social media, intellectual property. They, they literally said to the platforms, hey, YouTube, get this off now. Hey, Twitter, down now, right? Because they have a brand to protect. And they don't want it being tarnished. So it is in their best interest to zealously pursue their reputation and make sure that nobody is using their intellectual property in a way that they do not agree with. 76 Grim Case said good for them. Absolutely. Okay. And now our final story of the evening. I, I know we're running a little late. Um, thank you guys for hanging in with me. Um, but this is our last story of the evening. Okay. Um, how many of you guys, uh, you know, I'm sure you've traveled whether inside or out of the country, but how many of you guys collect airline points or miles? If you do that, give me some type of airplane emoji. Okay. If you collect like airline miles or points or whatever like that, give me an airplane emoji. Um, and while you do that, um, there, I don't know if you guys know, but there, there is a website, a company out there that's called the points guy and they show you how to, you know, b maximize your airline miles and points and how to use them for different things. Right. And, and how, um, how to properly use your points. Thank you. 76 group. Okay. Um, so the points guy, they developed an app where, the people who used their site, thank you, that Brenda guy, thank you, C4C Global, they developed an app where users could track their points for various airlines. So, you know, you might have an account, oh, Owen, okay, you might have an account with American Airlines. Hey, Leak Stoke, you might have an account with JetBlue. You might have an account with, I don't know, who else is out there? Delta, right? So instead of having to go to each of these sites to check your points or your miles, the points guy developed an app where you could check all of them in one place. American Airlines didn't do that, or didn't like that. They are suing uh, the points guy for... Um, for violating the terms of service of, <laughs> no, the Crips do not own JetBlue. Um, they are, they are suing, uh, the points guy for violating the terms of service. They're saying when you sign up for our website, you cannot, um, you know, you can't sign in through third party, um, apps. And that is exactly what you have to do to, uh, to, to sign in, to check your points, through the Point Sky uh, website, you basically have to enter in your American Airlines login info. Why can't I? You basically have to enter in your American Airlines login info, and you know, I don't know, it, it does its magic, and you can check your points. Um, and the Point Sky, they are saying, well, no, we're not violating anything. It's up to the customer to decide, you know, what airlines they want to check. So we're not the ones violating the terms of service. So I want to know from you guys, 
Who do you think has the stronger argument here? Should the points guy be able to use this app that allows you to streamline your points? Or is American Airlines right that they are violating the terms of service by allowing people to essentially log into their American Airlines through a third party? What do you think? What do you think? Hey, hey, what do you think? What do you think? Okay. Um, for me, I think, I don't know. Um, Celeste said, if they have copyright laws saying that you can't duplicate, then the points guy would be wrong. Uh, that Brandon guy said, American probably provides their API to do so. Brandon, you speak computer. I do not. So I don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> please, uh, please explain. Kells Butter said, I think so. It makes it easier to go to one place, but what is American Airlines going to lose? Well, there's proprietary, they're, what they're saying is that essentially gives the points guy a back door into their system to check things out, and they don't want that. They're like, you know, we have stuff, we don't want you to know all our business. So that's their, that's their supposed issue with the points guy, um, you know, essentially being able to access American Airlines servers, Right. Uh, hi, Lusky31. What do you think? Do you think that American Airlines, um, is right? Or do you think that the points guy is right? And then we're going to end here, guys, because, whoo, your girl's throat is, like, parched. What do y'all think? I... I don't know. We we have um there've been a lot of these aggregating cases that we've done and they can usually go one way or the other. So I honestly don't even know how this would go. I'm very interested to see what the outcome would be because then it it kind of brings into question um sites like what about kayak and uh I don't know just aggregating websites in, in general. Um, that Brandon guy said, points guy is right. He's using information that they have made public. Huh. What? I, okay. Because of the API code? Y'all, please have Brandon teach y'all computers because I can't teach you computers. But, um... If the information that American Airlines is complaining about being accessed can basically be accessed by anyone, then yeah, it is public information and it doesn't matter if it, you find it on American Airlines or the points guy. But if it is proprietary information, then, you know, they might have a right to it, okay? All right. Okay, so those were the stories that I had with you tonight. I thought to, I thought we were actually going to turn off... Um, and end sooner than we did last week, and we ended up going longer, but you guys hung in there with me, thank you so much, this was so much fun, thank you for your input, thank you for your comments and your questions, thank you for your energy, the hearts, making sure that I got my mic on, (laughs) 
Thank you. Um, I will be back next week with uh, more stories. You know, um, keep... Oh, um, DM me and we can set it up. Um, Definitely um, uh, keep up with my social media. You know, I'm working on my reels to get you the information. You know, I'm up in my social media game. Um, But yes, make sure you check out Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm to check out everything that I have going on and to book your free 15-minute consultation if you're a first-time client. So good night, you guys. Take care of yourselves. Have a wonderful evening, uh, and I will see you next week. Bye. And all right. Stop streaming. Yes. And the room turns off. Okay.